Robin Raskin. I'm the founder of a company called Living in Digital Times. We think that technology is great, but unless it gets put to real use in people's real lives, who cares? So what we do is we take technology and we put it in areas that you care about. What's new in kids in tech? What's new in moms in tech? What's new in boomers in tech? Health, fitness, and we look at all these different areas and run a number of areas as a CES partner at the show floor. So, for us, the most exciting thing that's happening here tonight is you're starting to see real people being addressed in real ways because of a lot of reasons. But if I had to name four technologies that were hot, it's sensors, it's Bluetooth, it's long battery life, the cloud, and mobile devices. You put them together and you've got remarkable changes in home automation, in health, fitness, in kids, in anything that you can imagine your life being better because these devices can communicate and because you're not having to sit at a desk like we used to have to do to use technology. So it's there with you. We used to talk about screen time versus other time. Those definitions have gone away. Technology is life and life is technology and hopefully we'll make the best out of it. And that's what we like about CES and Van. So, would you consider yourself a bridge between technology and life? Because that sounds like what you are, your bridge. Uh... So I started, you go back 35 years, I was the editor of the first piece of magazine in New York. I wrote a column at that time in 1980 where I said that women will have a better life because of technology. You can raise a family, but you can still work, you can work on your own terms. By and large, that stuff has come true. It's also created issues of its own, privacy, security, addiction. There's no question there are many issues, but we are experiencing something so tremendously unique. So I went on from Pisa Magazine and I worked at a number of other magazines, Yahoo, but then I realized that bringing people together around conferences and telling the story and making businesses do better because they weren't just caring what Best Buy said, they were caring what Mom said. Like, the difference now is, as a company, I can talk right to the consumer, and that middleman has gone away, and I think CES does a great job of, we're happening here, but I'm telling you at home, and out wherever you are, because of journalists everywhere, what's really happening. So that's how Apple did it. They got in touch with uh, consumer desires, and they're a consumer experience company. So that's kind of what you want. You want the whole consumer experience. Yeah. And even Apple, little of that's hype. I'll give you a great example. My mom's like 84. You know, she has her iPad. Takes her 17 passwords just to buy a book. So we all know we have a long way to go before technology is transparent and seamless and invisible. But it is getting so good. So a year ago. A fitness band can tell you how many steps you walk uh, in a day. This year, it can tell you what your oxygen level is, what your temperature level is, what your galvanic skin is. Are you heading uphill? Are you carrying weights? And that's a matter of more sensor technology, meaning better technology, so it's a, and better algorithms, and asking the right questions. I don't need to know that I didn't sleep last night. I need to know what to do about it. And that's sort of technology's next step, and you're seeing it here. Right, so you're making the whole, uh, what they call it, embedded computing, there's a CPU, you're making that whole thing transparent, you don't know if there's a CPU, it's, it's out yeah. there telling you high level type of, the, what can I, how can I make my life better? 
Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a great example. I write all day. How much would I love my computer to just say, 20 minutes, you have a move. Get up and move around. Or, my mom's at home. She, let me know she hasn't moved in an hour. Just let me know. Um, so all of a sudden, you are, will be in control. The technology will be transparent. Your thermostat will give you a message saying, if you want to save 20 cents on a wash, this would be a good time to do it. Energy is really cheap. So you go from smart home to smart city to smart planet. When devices can talk to each other, if we're not stupid and we don't mess it up, we're doing really well. One last question. John Chambers, CEO of Cisco, said there are two great equalizers, web, internet, and education. So you could say web, internet, and whatever device, refrigerator, car, you're driving home, and the, the yeah. device communication over the web tells you, oh, you turn on the air conditioner, yeah. and you get home. So that's... Yeah. John Chambers is right, and the network is everything. We have a long way to go. There are people all over the world, third world countries, that deserve equal access, that their education will come and be equal to ours. My children used to laugh at me and say, okay, mom, like, you know, when you went to college, it was just a bunch of white kids like you. We got to compete against the whole world. And they're right. They do because everybody should have access to the web and everybody's an equal on the web and great ideas come from anywhere. So it's a scary thought for people who are in power for years, but it's also a really liberating, wonderful thing. Like Dr. Sebastian Thune, he left Stanford and Google for Udacity, uh, a MOOC. Uh, he said democratization of education. But he made mistakes. So Sebastian Thrun made some big mistakes in what did it take to keep people's attention in the It's really hard. I call MOOCs intellectual ambient. I use it whenever I want to go to sleep. I take a business course on a MOOC. You need the interaction. You need the personalization. It's going to come. We're going to figure this out. It was a great MOOC 1.0. We do something called Transforming EDU here, and you'll see the beginnings of Loop 2.0, where you'll see much more interactive, personalized. I don't know fractions. Just help me with fractions, because I can't get to the next level. But with personalized education, you will know that. Yeah, they're going to figure it out. It's like it's the whole interactive, the whole business, and uh, getting in touch with the consumer. What do they want? So they'll figure it out. So. What do you see as the big challenge? When are we going to get to Nirvana, or we're still in the development phase? It's always a, it's always a, a yeah. The, the road, the road to success is always under construction. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's right. We are never getting to Nirvana, so let's get that straight now. But we get closer each time, and I think that um, um, for every step forward we take in terms of technology, there's a bunch of ethical questions and quality of life questions that we need to be asking. Do we want every baby to be a designer baby? Do we want every gene to be just perfect? These are questions for our age, just like other generations had their questions, and I hope that we treat them as they deserve. So, not just technology for technology's sake, but in the context of a really important discussion. And when I see kids who just go online and willingly give up everything just to send a photo, seriously, do you know what the ecosystem is? So I'm a big believer that every kid should code, every kid should know, just like you should know where garbage comes from and where water comes from, they ought to know where the internet comes from. Thanks a lot for the really high-level philosophical statements. I know, you're my man. I love talking Wait to you. Wait a minute, so do you have a, like a STEM background or are you just a, a technology uh, type of uh, enthusiast? 30 years ago, I was trying to be a journalist. My husband brought home a computer. 
was wowed. It was a Unix system, it programmed Enroth and Turoth, but I wrote a column and I said that I thought women's lives would change by mastering this book. How I learned about computers to change, to, um, to save our marriage. Turned it in, made $25 on the column, and people started to call me and say, really? What's going on with this computer stuff? It's amazing. And we've gone from the computer, to the tablet, to the laptop, to the tablet, to the phone, to wearables, to implantables, and to robotics. So we've really gone way beyond where I thought we ever were. Yeah, that's the thing about the future. It's particularly unpredictable. It's exciting, but also like kind of challenges and, and dangers, security and uh, uh, privacy are big issues. And that's why everybody, whether they're a French humanities major or a drama major or a nursing student, has to be technology literate or we're all in big trouble. Because we need talents in everybody as we figure this out. Thanks a lot for the really deep uh, conversation. So good luck to your uh, living in digital time. Your uh, future vision. I, I'm behind you all the way. There you go. Nice to see you.